Did You Have To is a proud member of the Bawaii podcast community. Welcome back to Did You Have To, the podcast where two bad bitches talk about anime. And here are your hosts, Kate and Nisha. Yeah! Nisha's quirk, stress ball. By internalizing her stress about the world being in chaos and crime, she converts that stress into a superpower, becoming a badass. Kate's quirk, waifu warrior. By just watching her favorite shows, she can manifest real or fictional characters into the real thing. They come to life and fight by her side. Not every character does it, though. She has to find the individual really hot. Yeah! Hey, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Did You Have To? I'm Kate. And I'm Nisha. And if you've been following us on social media, you know that we've been covering Fantasia Fest 2020, the Montreal film festival that has a crap ton of live action anime and manga (laughs) adaptations like holy crap (laughs) (laughs) so many like i when you told me about it i was just like wait what's playing all the things we've been wanting to watch (laughs) yep and first on this list for our fantasia coverage is none other than what's a koi love is hard for otaku which we literally talk about any time we get a chance to talk about a live action that we want to see. Yes. We, <laughs> let, let's set the stage first real quick. We literally started this show and I like, I had told you, I think it was, Hey, have you watched this show called Wiltakoi? I think you'd like it, Kate. And then we started this podcast. So we've been waiting for this longer than this podcast has existed. Yep. 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 So this is like the cusp of what started our friendship. <laughs> yes. Mm. So it, it, it's nice to see it come full circle. Um, some of the other things you can expect for us are Kakuguri and Flammy to Saitama, which are two other ones that we'll be doing reviews for. Um, I kind of want to convince Nisha to watch Hentai Man. I mean, I'm down. I don't know if you saw that screener, but it's there. <laughs> I'm gonna just add that to my list, and we'll see if I can get that. <laughs> We've been t- remember we did tell Yodoye we were gonna do a hentai episode one day. We did. So, um, but yeah. So, Nisha, why don't you tell everybody what what Wotakoi is if they don't know? So, for those of you who do not know what Wotakoi Love is Hard for an Otako is. It is a Japanese web manga series written and illustrated by Fujita. It was first posted as a Pixiv Pixiv in 2014, and then it was serialized into a full-fledged manga. And the story is about two childhood friends who, by chance, end up working at the same company. And fun fact, they're both otakus. The girl likes to hide the fact that she's an otaku from the guys that she dates and from her career life, whereas the guy loves, to, does not care about hiding he's an otaku, and he's been in love with her this whole time, and they decide to start dating, and then it's hilarity so ensues. It's, it's so, so good. good. It's, it, 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 so from, so like we do, it's been a while since we've done a live action review on the show, actually, mm-hmm. um, but yeah. when we talk about our, our love of the source material first, this is probably one of the best romances because it's so relatable. Um, when um, Hirataka, who's the, the male character, when he asks out Mamose um, or Narumi, uh, 
he says, I will grind anything that you want, levels or character items, and then something like that. And I'm just like, mm-hmm. oh, my heart. Because like the one of the first conversations my husband and I had was, is it okay if I stay in this room for nine hours and only play a video game and possibly don't talk to you? And then we were both like, wait but we both do that so we can play together. (laughs) Um, So it's just, it's a really relatable anime or anime and and, and manga. I mean, Kodansha right now is where you can buy Mm -hmm. the the English versions of that. They are a little pricey, which is why I don't have them yet. Um, I think it's like 13 to $17, depending on the volume. I'm going to wait for that box set. (laughs) Yes. Um, But what it doesn't, tell you is that there's actually a really great friendship dynamic too Ooh. with um Hanako and uh is it Kubakara? Yes, Kubakara. Yeah, and Kubakara who are another pair of otaku couple, but a different a, a di- like uh she is a cosplay otaku and he is a sports otaku who also likes video games. And so that that there's a dynamic that happens where you have uh, uh, Hanako is really good friends with Momose and uh, Kubakara is really good friends with Hirotaka and they get to talk about their relationships but also showcase different sides of themselves and then they get to like be together in the world and there's never like oh will they won't they because they get together the first episode and then the rest of it is just like here's their romance here's them being boyfriend and girlfriend yep so it's so good and it's on the note of like it being relatable like it's not just that they're like oh I like anime and video games like it is like hardcore Narumi is a Fujoshi like she loves boy love and she also has like a like a a self-print uh, or self-published she, she's a doujin art she, she, she's a doujin yes. mangaka yeah and so she does that whereas like you already mentioned Hanukkah she does cosplay and it's just like there's different you can literally look at each of them the four of them you can be like you can see either yourself or somebody else in them yep. like when I see Narumi I see Kate <laughs> <laughs> for obvious reasons just go to my Twitter <laughs> for, for very obvious reasons but it's like it's so sweet and I'm just like that's Kate and Matt it's this oh it's so pure but it's just it is so cute and it's great and it's like I do love that it's an adult romance anime that is relatable as we are adults and grant like I think they're all like mid to late 20s but it's like this thing of like no they're not just it's not just like this goofy wacky romantic comedy they're like dealing with real stuff like Hirotaka is constantly questioning like is mine and Narumi's relationship progressing at this yeah. p- at a good pace? And am I who sh- does she really want to be with me? Because like he's been in love with her from the yeah. beginning, and it's his whole thing of like I- he changed himself. He wanted to yeah. be the guy that she wanted to date, the kind of guys he saw her dating in high school, which and is not so- otaku, but mm-hmm. rather somebody who has a pure steer and is a little edgy. <laughs> right and it's just like the fact that he just tells her like like well I'm an otaku too and I I would like I can you, we can date and she's just like hmm can we mm-hmm. 
Oh, and like it's just so good. And there's in the anime there there is a no otaku date where like he bans talking yeah. about anything otaku and it, it's really well done and they're at a theme park. And it's not about changing their dynamic. It's very mm-hmm. clear that it's about him trying to find out if they can if they if they can bond over something that isn't otaku and mm-hmm. and the story or the the theme behind that is that he learns that he doesn't have to just right. bonding over the hobbies and the things that you like is okay and you don't need something more than that because that will mm-hmm. just naturally happen right it's so good so let's get into the live action then yes uh do so, you want to start um so i just want to it's the first thing that pops to mind. This thing is a musical. Yes, it's a musical. And I did not know I wanted it as a musical until they started singing. And I was like, never mind. This is great. And we're talking Don't like change. J-pop and like moody jazz. Oh my God, the jazz. <laughs> I was just like, this is working for me. I don't know why, but it is working for yeah. me. Yeah. Oh yeah. And then that, that for me, cause as we talk about it, we'll talk about the things that they changed. Mm-hmm. Um, this is something that they changed that I think did all the work for any change that you would need for somebody coming in to feel like this was different. Like, I think had this just been a musical straight adaptation of like what we see happen in the manga and the anime, I would have been so excited because it's something mm-hmm. different it's a different type of thing because a musical is so well done and also mm-hmm. the costuming oh so good the costuming is amazing the actors look just hirotaka i'm gonna look up the actor's name <laughs> yes find her name because phenomenal job with casting costuming like it's if you held up their picture and their as the character and the character from the manga or the anime, I see no difference. They really did a great job. Yeah, so Kento Yamazaki plays Hirotaka Nifuji, and this man has actually been in other things. He played Josuke in JoJo's Bizarre Adventure live action that we watched. (laughs) The range. The range. He is also, he was also in Orange. He played Naruse in Orange. No. Yes, he played Gakuru. Um, he's also in Your Lion April. Is he the main character in Your Lion April? He's oh also L. He's also L in the Death Note miniseries. This man has been working. Yeah, like it, it's kind of like, oh, is there an anime adaptation? Let's go ahead and call Kento Yamazaki. He's also in the Nino, uh, Nino no Kuni as well. So Homeboy's been working, and I Baby. see why. He's so good. I actually like Hirotaka in, in the live action more than I not, – not more, but like – okay. Hirotaka and – Momose don't get accurate side like uh, not accurate but like they don't have equal sides of their investment in the relationship show in my right. opinion it's too much focus on what Momose <clears throat> is doing and what Momose wants and then like you kind of have Hirotaka sprinkled in but when Hirotaka is on screen he's so good like he mm-hmm. his facial expressions 
the way he acts out some of the more absurd pieces that are that are like literally pulled from the anime with like pop-ups and stuff like that Mm -hmm. and he's just perfect he's He's so attractive too Mm -hmm. (laughs) like this this man steals the show honestly if i had to pick out and I say this is like, I feel, I like from the anime and the manga, I felt like I always like, I love Kabakura. And because yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, Kabakura is my type. But in this. In a shock to no one. In a shock to absolutely no one. Because <laughs> goals. Um, but Kabakura is great too. I'm not saying that, I'm not, nothing bad against the actor that plays them either. But it's just like, I agree with you. Like in this, I think it really does a good job of showing a lot of Hirotaka's. Like, I feel like you're right. In the anime and the manga, it's a lot, it, it feels more one-sided with Narumi. Like we see- Oh no, her... I think it's the opposite. Oh, you mean it's the opposite? I think this. it's the opposite. Hmm. I feel like I want to watch it again now. Well, actually, no. Okay, so I think you may be right because I do think we don't get to. So we don't get to see a lot of Hirotaka stuff, but we do get to see him at home, and we do get to see the yeah. relationship with his brother. Mm, but I, I right. don't. Okay, so I think you are right in that. Like we're consistently in Narumi's head in the manga and the anime, right? But for some reason, okay, that's what it is. The relationship feels equal in the manga and the mm-hmm. anime they ha- they have equal investment they're on the same page mm-hmm. it feels equal whereas in the movie i feel like it's a lot of oh narumi is feeling this certain type of way so we're only going to focus on what narumi is feeling yes. versus these people are equal cuz like the plot mm-hmm. revolves around how hirataka responds to narumi but mm-hmm. it's not about why he's doing those things and it's all about how narumi receives those things does right. that make sense it makes sense to me how you said it yeah no i that's and i think that's what i'm getting at where like the movie were definitely it shows both of them alone away from each other and like doing their own thing and as it progresses, you know, there's the drama of it where Narumi's concerned about like, well, I haven't heard from him and like, are things okay? And like, we don't really see that side of Hirotaka until later, I think in the latter half of it and like sprinkled in other places too. So I think it yeah. does a good job of that. Yeah, I agree. Um, so I guess we, sh- what are the things that they kept from, that they kept I guess, what are the things that they adapted really well from the anime and the manga? Like, what are some of your favorite things? Oh, okay. So some of my favorite things are definitely the office at, like, the whole, like, the ridiculous, like, how Narumi will see things as a video game and then, like, friend or foe. And then it's, like, friend. And she's, like, or run away, fight, (laughs) befriend. And shit's all, like, they literally do it. I love that they worked that into this. Like, it's just, like, in the, it's just, like, in the source material. We see that from her perspective. Because, like, there's all these, like, funny and cute nods to, like, the anime and the manga. But, like, it's also great for people who are, like, you know, weebs, otakus, people who, like, love this stuff. Because you're just, like, no. Like, how I I think about it sometimes. Like, when I approach somebody, I'm, like, do I run? Do I have a friend? 
<laughs> maybe not as like sorry there's a car or a motorcycle i'll edit that out okay <laughs> um but you yeah, know like i love that they really leaned into that side of the source material and like working that into the live action because i think it adds something like i mean if you're going to go ahead and make this a musical why not lean into all yeah. the other you know joke stuff that they do in the source material i mean yeah. i think it just it, it, it's really well done too yeah i agree too i think that there are like small things that they kept like when he it, it's the first time he sees her after he asks her out mm-hmm. and they go to the elevator and before she oh, gets yeah. on the elevator he stops her and he puts his hand he does the the classic like shoujo jose well i guess romance because it happens a yaoi yeah. too but like the romance thing where she's so much smaller than him and her back's against the wall and he puts his hand on the wall and he talks and so they kept yeah. that which it was a little awkward but it was so good. And I it's loved so it. Good. It, I it so good. I loved it. Um, and it's, oh, it is so good. And they did it so well when it's like the whole thing. I was like, I probably should have, like, I'm, I'm paraphrasing, but the whole like, I'm sorry if I made you uncomfortable by telling you I love you. And he's, and she's like, I didn't. And he's like, I didn't. Like, it was so good. <laughs> it was so good. And then like from that too, I think, I think the best it's hard for me because I think that there are elements of this of of the live action that I think miss the point of the original story, which is that you can find love as an otaku, and it it and it's not about making it work; it's about how it works. Like mm-hmm. in the anime and the manga, you get to understand how people connect, versus this one is like a sh- like the entire premise of the movie is a struggling to connect. And yeah. I, what makes me sad is because they, um, the director, Yoichi Fukuda, he, because he also, I believe he wrote it as well or adapted it as well. Um, what he did was he adapted the scene where they stay up all night while uh, Narumi is uh, illustrating and writing her doujin that she's going to sell at Kamiket. And they do it so well because they have the headsets on, they're talking, and they like, you know that they're that they're drawing explicit scenes because yep. instead of it just being this one-off, um, they then go to Comic Cat and that's adapted really, really well as well. Like she goes off yeah. to get tea and all these like all these yaoi fangirls are like so excited that there is a fudanshi which is a a, a guy who likes manga or bl manga and um that works well but immediately after they added this scene where she gets to talk to her female friends yes who who also love BL and it's one of those it's really nice because it builds her out as like oh she actually does have people that she can talk to about this and they Mm -hmm. discuss yaoi like they talk about reversible couples like they get in on it and it's when you it, it, it that is the moment when you realize oh he didn't just help her finish a comic he drew explicit scenes to help mm-hmm. her finish a comic. He helped her do that. And it made me so happy because this happens early on. The film's almost two hours. Mm-hmm. And then it just sharply departs from that. 
It does, which, okay, we're, we can just get into it now because, like, I think one of the cornerstones of Wotakoi and why I love it so much, it is definitely the friendships and the bonds yeah. between the four, between the two couples because mm-hmm. with Kabakura and, Han- and Hanako, they are the senior couple where, like, they're yes. two years older than Hirotaka and Narumi. So and they've like, already and- been together for some time. Right, they've been together for a while. Like it's implied that they've been dating since like since he graduated from high school and she yep. was uh like his junior. So it's implied that they've been together since then, which adorable and love it because also they're sorry, I'm just gonna like diverge real quick. They're so cute and they're exactly what I would want in a relationship because they're both very competitive and they both played volleyball in high school and they're both team captains and they both just stubborn and it's like my favorite couple trope. I swear. Um, but anyways, back to the point. So as we go through the movie and the whole time in the beginning, I'm like, so where is Hanako? And why isn't she showing Narumi around the office? Because in the source material, it is Hanako and it is Kabakura who is with Hirotaka because Hirotaka and Kabakura work on the same team and he is the their manager and they all like, communicate one another on the regular but it's like hmm they're absent and they're not here and as the film progresses Kabakura comes into play and Hanako comes into play but they're separate and like the whole time I'm just like okay I don't think I like this this part right here of how the couples are not integrating and talking because they even have that cool double date I'm gonna call it a double date but like when Hirotaka invites Narumi over to his place she's freaking out and like oh shoot what color is my underwear (laughs) like and they do that here and they have that joke here but like she thinks it's one thing that's going to happen that night and and, and they end up coming over and they all just end up playing video games all night and having a sleepover which I'm like this is cute and it's just cute to see the two couples interact but as the film goes on like Kate said it takes a weird left I mean, I don't know how else to describe it besides that, but it just takes a weird turn for me where I really feel the one of the biggest cornerstones besides like find like the romance of like, yes, otakus can find love too. And it's about, it's not about how they can make it work. It's about like, you know, accepting that person for their interest and then loving them and not limiting them to what they enjoy because you want them to do that. It's... But then it's also the friendship that Narumi and Hanako have and they bond over boy, boy love manga. And like Narumi is able to like suggestions to her. Narumi loves like cosplayers and like Hanako can talk to her about cosplaying and like, oh, I'm going to have you be my cosplay. You meet me and you can do a, a, du- a duo one day. Like it's, it's very adorable and it's great. But we don't really get any of that. You're muted. And I think that that's one of the things that's frustrating because mm-hmm. as a fan of the source material, I wasn't expecting it to be exact, but right. a lot of the promotional images have Kabakura and Hanako and their costuming again is phenomenal. They look mm-hmm. like them. They do a good job. And you go from having these cornerstone characters, like you said, Nisha, that are like, they're people that that are supposed to ground our main characters and be there to talk about their problems and understand mm-hmm. them in a deeper way. And it doesn't happen because Hanako ends up getting brought in as 
uh, the person that Hirataka talks to. Yeah. And Kabakura gets brought in as the person that Narumi talks to. And it gets frustrating because they yeah. they they try to plant that like love square like lo- like everybody it puts it puts it tries to put A every character angle. yeah it, it put it tries to put it tries to put every character into a love triangle and it's never been that right. and it's one of those things where like they take two characters who were very defined as like also leads in their own. There were secondary characters, but they had as much of an important purpose for the main characters that they should have been featured, especially because they have characters fulfilling those roles. Um, So Sakuragai, or Ko Sakuragai is a girl in the anime because she's like this reclusive gamer. And then essentially, wait, yeah, yeah. She's a reclusive gamer, and then uh, Nifuji's younger brother ends up falling in love with her, and so, like, that's a whole thing. But in the live-action, Sakuragai is, like, a junior employee that works with both Hirotaka and Mimose, and they kind of work as the Hanako and the Kubakara, where he talks to both of them and, like, mediates. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> And, like, mediates everything. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, why not just have Hanukkah and Kubakara? Because then it, it it gets solved. And so it just takes this weird turn where, in my opinion, it relies too much on existing, like, rom-com tropes. Yeah. When I'm like, you could have just gone with the anime, man. Like, I get changing stuff because mm-hmm. it, it's, like, the anime happens. It's a slice of life, so it's, like, different things every time. Right. So I understand needing to put a linear narrative on it, but it just, I, it, I it mean, fumbled that for me. It did fumble. Cause like, I agree. Like, okay, say they wanted to do the love quadrangle, like rom-com trope thing. They literally could have done that in the second act. And then, ha, isn't this funny? A misunderstanding. <laughs> look I'm like this is my boyfriend this is my girlfriend great now we're all otakus and we're all friends like because it does do that it does do that where it's like the reveal is like oh yeah no I didn't bring him here to hook up with me I needed somebody to like model this cosplay with me yeah and I (laughs) that's actually a really good idea like had they just migrated that aspect to the second act it would have been fine it would have been fine because, because then they could have just gone it. on. Yeah. It, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm on board with that. I, I, right. I still would have think I would have been a little bit frustrated with the love triangle, but I could have gotten behind it if we had seen them take care of it early on. And then we just got our buddy romance after. That's it. That's it. Cause like, that's my whole thing. I'm like, okay, cool. If you wanted to keep something new and refreshing and, you know, like original, in this story, like that, that deviates from the source material. You could have done that, but just do it earlier, and then yeah. like really splice that in there, and then put the other stuff that happened in the movie after it, like them going yeah. on their date, and then like because it's not weird that, for example, Hanako, Hanako and Hirotaka are like he goes to her for advice because like he does legit ask her for advice, and like he's concerned about. Is my relationship, like, are we being, like, childish? Is our yeah. relationship moving too fast, too slow? And, like, 
Hanako does give him some good advice and just basically tells him like, you don't need to worry about like how fast your relationship's moving. Yeah. As long as you're both happy, that's what's important. Like you'll find your own pace. But it's like, we don't even get that because Hanako is just sitting at the bar and like, talking to him I mean like because it's suggested that she's hitting on him and I'm just like I don't like this I don't like where this is going yeah I don't like this mm-hmm. uh, but it gives us back but I'm like I we didn't but I really wanted to see was Hanako and Narumi having that friendship yeah I think the that's what really thing- does it and the only thing I can think of is because, so one of the reasons the Wotake, the Wotakoi manga stalled was because of the anime production. Mm-hmm. And the anime is caught up and so it hasn't done anything. And then the live action started. So then neither of those things happened because Fujita was working on the other two things. Yep. And so I don't know if we're ever going to get more story. Um, but I think because this... This live action pretty much pulls a couple of things that are sprinkled throughout the anime series mm-hmm. or the way it, it's animated. Um, but what I'm wondering is if if they did it this way so that they could have a sequel. And in that sequel is when you're seeing the more in-depth like romance pieces and the friend stuff. Um because we do get the underwear moment, which was really fun and it was really hilarious, like live action. <laughs> um, but we're missing some of the other elements, so I wonder if that's why if that's why this happened the way that that the way that it did um, mm-hmm. is if they're looking for for sequel potential. Which, given how live action anime adaptations are produced in Japan, which I will say, doing this podcast. I don't have hate for live action anime adaptations anymore because it's literally their book to screen thing in Japan. Yes. So like having our American, but I'm still not 100% on American productions of them, but mm, yeah. it, it's the same thing as watching novels get turned into, into movies over there, which is something that's really cool. So I, I would be surprised if there is talks for a second one or if there's going to be a second one. I just want Fujita to write again so we can get more. Yes. Um, but yeah, that's... I mean, there were rumors of us getting, like, they're going... Because it stopped at 11, like, episodes on Amazon Prime. Like, that's where people can watch and, and it used to be updated regularly there. But there's been rumors of them putting out episode 12 which I'll believe it when I see it. I'm a yes. Berserk and Hunter x Hunter fan. I'm used to being left on red. So it's fine. <laughs> it's, it's fine. I can wait. I can I can wait. But I'm also not going to get my hopes up until I see that thing. Um, but it's just... Because the, the, I, I want the manga to end on like... Like have a full ending and I want the anime to have like a real ending. Like I want all those things. To, I, I yeah. want them to come back and write but, like, I do agree with you where I'm, like, I'm not this, like, doing the show with you and, like, because we've watched so many, I'm pretty sure we've watched more live action adaptations than the, than the average week. So, yeah. I, like, I feel like that exposure alone has, like, opened our eyes to, like, yeah, no, live action adaptations don't all suck. Yeah. And I, or at least, like, I can say, like, I don't hate them all. It's just more so understanding, like, what is an adaptation and what is a reflection? Are you going into yeah. something hoping that it's an exact live action reflection of the animated or illustrated yeah. series or are you going into something and they're going to make an original story that's used from yeah. the adapted source material 
Yeah. And honestly, like, I think, I think more, I, I, I want to dive into more of the slice of life um, anime adaptations. Cause I think those have been easier. Like orange was really good, yeah. but I think what you're saying is completely right. It, it's kind of like going in with this understanding that this is going so long as this piece of media keeps the heart of the source material, yes. I will be okay. And I think that that's why I have complicated feelings about, about what's Koi, because I think a general audience will love the hell out of it. And, and it was number mm-hmm. one in Japan when it debuted too. So, I mean, I can't say that it's a bad movie, but as a fan, I feel like it lost a lot of the heart of what it is because yeah. costuming, phenomenal. Like he, they literally take the outfits that they wear in the manga and anime and put them on these characters. Like it works. They made a pink um, suit with yes. their shirt work, which I hate women's suits, work suits. So bad. But like, God, they're ugly. <laughs> but it works yeah no, it works his it blue works. the blue shirt that he wears at comic cat like it works like her her date outfit it, it's the same and yeah. it hits a lot of it hits a lot of the pulled from the page successes but mm-hmm. it's it, it it doesn't feel the same and i think because Watakoi has such a very big place in my heart it's very hard for me to say that this is something that I love as much as I wanted to love it. Um, I think if you're not super familiar with them or if you're just more in it for like rom-com, like I think you'll really love this because they do change some stuff and they do add a lot of stuff and we won't go Mm -hmm. into it just to leave some stuff unspoiled, but I I think everybody should watch it at least. What do you think? I think people should watch it. I honestly do think it's a good adaptation. I will just say, like, same reason as what you've said. I have just always felt that the one of the biggest parts of Wotakoi, besides the romance, is the friendship between the four characters, the two couples. So I just feel like because we didn't get that, that's my big, that's my biggest, and I want to say only hang up with it. I'm fine yeah. with the other changes. It does keep some of the core elements of the source material but but if I were to say if I were to tell people like yes or no watch it I would say yes watch it it's a good live action adaptation like it is good I think it it still does deliver like what Walter Coy is about and I do hope if they make a sequel I'm down I'm like I want yeah. to see the four of them doing their weeb shit and yeah. like <laughs> and struggling with not struggling but like living their lives and being in relationships with one another yeah, I, I'm definitely like I would love a, a two, mm-hmm. <laughs> like a two, and then we can get now. Yes. <laughs> uh, well, can we get now though? Like because Sakuraga is a, is a is a guy now. Retcon that and make that their like her older brother. I don't know Do something <laughs> like that's how you connect the two. Like I want it. I just yeah. I just I want it because those two are so awkward and cute. It's just now is adorable. Yeah. But yeah, we'll see what happens. I mean, if it was number one in Japan, like I, hopefully they greenlit it for a sequel if they want to, or they I could feel, do a series. I feel like they could. I really feel like they could. Mm-hmm. I, I I feel like they could, and I would I would really like it. And I I don't know. I I think that there is just a lot. There's good. There's so much good in it. I. It just didn't hit the way I wanted it to hit, I guess. Okay. I think that's, that's what like it is. That's a hard thing. That's like, I'm trying to like find something to equate it to. It's like, 
Y'all know when y'all see that piece of cake and you convince yourself that it's going to be the best piece of cake ever. So like you get two slices and you eat that first bite. Yeah. And then you eat that second and then you eat that second slice and then you're like, this is not that good anymore. Yeah. That's what it is. It, it's yeah. good, but it's not that good in the second half. But then it comes back around. But yeah, I don't know. I probably ruined that with the analogy. <laughs> I, just, I don't know. Uh, but yeah. watch it. I, yes, I, I, watch I stand, it. Yeah, I think we stand by our seal of approval to watch it. And, yeah. you know, this is an example of an adaptation that takes original risks. Yeah, yeah. No, I think I think that that's a good description. Especially because mm-hmm. the music was good. The musical part was good, and I'm not, I'm not mad at it. I want the yeah. soundtrack. Yeah, no, soundtrack. I do too. I do too. <laughs> um, so good. So I feel like this can get the the official. It pleases it, it pleases my me and my homegirl yeah. feel. Um, yeah, no, go watch it. It's screening. It's screened at Fantasia Fest 2020, which is which is done now. I think by the time that this records, or it may still be up. Um, but yeah, I don't know when it's getting distro in the United States, but we'll keep you posted on that. Um, uh, yeah, anything else? No, just go watch it. I mean, like, and if this is your first time hearing us ever talk about Wotikoi, one, I got, th- I got two things for you to do. Go read Kate's review of Wotikoi, because I believe you wrote a piece about it. Yeah. Which I, it's one of my favorite pieces she's ever written. Two, go watch it on Amazon Prime. I know all of y'all have it, or y'all know somebody with Prime. So go watch it on Amazon Prime. It's 11 episodes. It's amazing. Go yeah. watch it. And go do those two things if y'all if this is y'all first time hearing us talk about Wotakoi, but you will understand if you are someone who loves anime and you have either had at least one friend who also loves anime, or you're that person who's looking for friends who love anime, I think this will resonate with you in a certain way. Like this is literally the anime that led to me and Kate being best friends. Yes, it so. was. It was so <sighs> that and Berserk and Gantz, but yes. this is the <laughs> What? I feel like we've explained that story to people, but we like, have newcomers, like y'all can yeah. go and listen to it. Someday. Yeah, y'all go go start episode one, work your way back up. You'll get the jokes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, yeah. Uh, as always, you can find us on Twitter at dyht underscore pod. We're at over a thousand followers, so like keep Ooh. retweeting us. Tell your friends to go follow us and listen to us and subscribe to us on all the things. Maybe leave us an iTunes review. That'd be nice. We'll shout you out. <laughs> and as always, you can find me on Twitter at oh my myth Randier. I'm currently yelling a lot about Yowie because it's my safe haven in this awful world. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, and you guys can also find me on Twitter at L A underscore N E Y underscore S H A. Where what have I oh yeah, I've been yelling about one piece. You have. <laughs> you have. I have made it to the promised land. I realized why everyone loves this anime. It only took, you know, 300 and something episodes, but I get it. I get it now. I am now a straw hat. I'm going to go buy a straw hat. So my <laughs> hair is like this and do a Luffy cosplay at some point. But I love this damn anime. So y'all can find me yelling about <laughs> One Piece as I go on my adventure. 
to the other 500 and something episodes. But <laughs> <laughs> I'm so, I'm going to get to watch it one day. Man, that's too many damn episodes. No, it's not. No, no, it's not. A thousand episodes is not, it's, it's not too much. It's an illusion. But anyway. That is a delusion. <laughs> almost to 500. I'm almost over the hump. I'm going to get there. <laughs> and I'll win my bet, damn it. Which, for those of you first listening, I said that Nisha could not, in fact, watch all of One Piece by December 31st of 2020. By midnight. To be specific. By midnight. By 11.59. Yes. This girl's going to celebrate New Year's Eve in her room, trying in her condo, trying to hit episode whatever is last. You're making it sound like a bad way to spend the pandemic. Where am oh, that, I that's fair. That's fair. It is a pandemic. <laughs> so I got plenty of time. I'm going to do this. But anyways, um, with that, will you guys go watch Wotakoi? It Love is Hard for an Otaku. Do you have a friend who is also an otaku and do you guys share a special bond? And will I pr- prove Kate wrong and watch all of One Piece before 11.59 p.m. on December 31st. Find out next time on Did You Have To. Bye. Did You Have To is co-produced by Kate Sanchez and Lanisha Campbell. Our intro is done by Dr. Emery Stephen Daniel. And our outro and intro music is by Benjamin Tissot, a.k.a. Ben Sound. <laughs>